Well, church, are you glad to be here today? Amen. What a blessing to see you. You know, we uh, intentionally, uh, uh, we had planned, hopefully, to be out of here. This will be our last Sunday, but uh, that's not going to happen. But uh, you hang in here. Uh, Wednesday night, we'll have a meeting on our next step, and it will be coming very soon. So we're just trying to get everything together. The county sort of threw a few uh, monkey wrenches into this thing, so we're having to be pushed back and waiting for different inspections and things of that nature. So just hang in there and bear with us. I will let you know Wednesday night uh, the details of where we are and where we're going and those type things. I tell you, it's exciting what God's doing. It's just amazing. I'm just so thankful for all the hard work the men have put forth to uh, um, make this happen. I can tell you they have worked tirelessly. They have worked sacrificially. And uh, I can't thank them enough about the incredible work they have done in and you know what's so beautiful is they hadn't complained one bit, not one bit. They, they're, they're excited as they could be for what God is doing and what he's going to do. And, uh, uh, you know, it's exciting because as we get in our first location right off the bat, I'll probably have to go to two services right off the bat. So just hang in there with us, okay? But, uh, but God is good. God is good, and uh, he has the, the plan for us all, and we just want to trust him with it, okay? So... Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Exodus chapter 17. <laughs> Amen. As we continue our series on Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner. The word banner means victory. The Lord is our victory. Say it with me. The Lord is our victory. That was weak. The, say it again. The Lord is our victory. Do you really believe that this morning? I think Caleb needs to come up here and sing awake again. That's what I think we need to have happen, okay? All right, are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. All right, Exodus chapter 17, verse 8. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with a staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur heard, held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. May God bless the reading of his holy and precious word. Today, I just want to talk to you about this, moments in life. We all have moments in life, and if you're understanding life more and more, you're realizing that those moments in life are very precious. We all have those moments in life that are precious and very important to us. I'm mindful of that day I said, I do. That moment in time, that, that time seemed to stop, and there she was, the most gorgeous woman that God had ever created was going to be mine forever. What a moment, amen? What an incredible moment it was. And, and I, you may not be as excited as I was, but anyway, I, I was excited about it. And uh, I am so thankful. And, and watch this. And, uh, I don't know how many years we've been married now exactly, but uh, I never get these numbers right. I know you have. <laughs> but my wife's shaking her head. She understands. See, I, well, we're both that way. We just don't understand. But it, it's at least been 30 years or so anyway. And we just praise the Lord for that. Amen? And uh, so we're very, very thankful for what God has done. But you know what I find in life is marriage 
has those, what I call those magnanimous, majestic moments. But life also has with it in marriage those moments of, ah, not so magnanimous. Those moments in life where there, there seems to be conflict. No, that, that, that's the wrong word. It doesn't seem, it is conflict, okay? Where we have conflict and, and there's a sense of, there, there's attacks and there, there's uh, battles and, and there's sometimes even combat in the house. And we all have had those. You know, I think about our nation. That, that great moment that our, our nation was formed and wow, here we are today and, and God is using the United States of America as a, as a nation that can proclaim the good news of the gospel. And yet, we're having moments now in our nation where we're having a lot of conflict and a lot of battles going on and a lot of attack against the very freedoms that this country was founded on. I find that even in the church, we, we all have, we've had those moments that, that God births something and, and then it's wonderful and, and you're enjoying it and we're enjoying it and we're being blessed and, and everywhere. And, and then those moments of what? Conflict, and attack, and, and, and battles happen. You see, that's life. And it's no different here as Israel is... Here they are, been taken. God has been forming this nation. Now watch this. He's forming this nation in another nation. And He has a plan that He's going to use this little nation of Israel. And He's going to come out of Israel was going to be, watch this, the creation of the church. And see, God had to prepare them, so He has them in a place called Egypt. And yet God brings them out of Egypt and they have this great deliverance and they come to the Red Sea and, and they've done plundered the Egyptians for everything they had. God did that. They didn't do it. God just had them give it to them and they said, here, have it. Just get out of here. And here they were marching toward God's cul-de-sac. They, they have nowhere to go. They got the Red Sea in front of them, mountains on both sides, and here comes the enemy from behind. But God in a moment in history, says, do not fear. Stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord. And you remember God parted the Red Sea. As He, he parted the Red Sea, they, they go over and the enemy comes in and God closes the Red Sea and destroys the enemy of Israel. And now they're having these moments. They're singing great songs and they're having great worship services and they're enjoying life and and things are just wonderful. I mean, God is supplying their needs. I mean, He's providing manna from heaven and quail from heaven. Water that's bitter and turns it into sweet water. Water from a rock. And He's just doing one thing after another to remind His children that I am a faithful Father. I have brought you up and I will keep you up and you will be there. You're my child. And now, there's a moment that conflict and attack has happened. We read it in the scripture, it says, the Amalekites are forever a thorn in the side of the Israelites. Attack them. Now you have to understand, this is a nation of slaves. And this is days into the uh, incredible victory after victory, and now they're being attacked by the enemy of God. 
And they come to attack them. And, and the beautiful thing is this, that God shows himself again how awesome he is. And he defeats them. But he defeats them his way. Not their way and what they would think, but how God does things. You see, moments have been great. But one thing I've learned in life is this. As moments are great in my life, I can rest assured that there will be something come my way soon that the enemy will try to do everything he can to stop me to the promise that God has for me in my life. Church is going to be no different at Freedom Bible Church. It's no different in your marriage. It's no different in our nation. It's no different in our personal relationships. But the good news is this. If we'll heed what we see in the Scriptures this morning, we too will be victorious and God will reign and God will rule as He always has and always will and you will get to see God high and lifted up and the Lord Jehovah Denisi will be your victory. Amen? God is so awesome. And if there's anything I want this morning, this has been my prayer all morning this morning, is this. God, I pray that this will be a moment that everyone in this room will come closer to you and get to know you as the Lord, our victory. Because you see, our God is a God of victory. Our God is a God that always wins. So here's my question as we start. What do you do in those moments when you face conflict? What do you do in those moments when you face the attacks of the enemy? What do you do in life when when there is all of a sudden this incredible sabotage upon your life and your faith? What do you do? What, should I say this, what do you turn to? You know, when stress comes our way, we have a tendency to turn to something, amen? Amen. And we have a tendency, if you're like me, I'm mindful that early on in ministry I began to realize is you have all these incredible responsibilities and the things God gives you and things that you didn't expect and things you did expect and didn't expect it to be quite like that and, and it just comes at you in life, amen? We all have that in life. You know, when I, we got married, we had our kids, we thought this would just be the easiest thing in the world. But just have a few of them and you'll find how easy it is, Amen? Yes, it's amazing. But I find that even in early on in ministry, here I am, I'm trying to, to, to stay close to God and do what God's called me to do. And stress moments happen in my life. And I used to have this big old jar on my desk. Lynette could have bounced this. And they were filled with P90M&Ms, all of them. I couldn't figure out why my secretary would say, how come your m and are gone so fast? I said, I don't know. There must be somebody else in here eating them. That's all I know. (laughs) But in those stress moments, I would grab me a handful of peanut M&Ms. And for a moment, it would soothe me. But as time went on, I realized it was killing me. (laughs) Amen? I mean, all of a sudden, I, I never have to worry about weight in my life. And now I'm fighting it with everything I got. It drives me nuts. But God was showing me, look what's happening. When when stress hits your life, you're turning to the wrong thing. You're turning to a substitute and not to the significant one. 
And God has had to teach me this, not once, not twice, but over and over and over again. How about you? And so today, I want to go back to that in your life. Israel is enjoying the bliss of marriage to God. And now God, watch this, allows an attack to hit their people. Pain is inevitable in life. I don't care how, how close you walk with God. Pain is a part of life. But God's got a plan, even in pain, to show you that He is still your victory. And He will be faithful to you. As I look at this passage this morning, I, I had planned a, a couple ways I was going to go this morning, and because of time, I'm, I'm going to veer off here. This is a picture of a, of a few things that I want you to see in this story, but here's the most important thing I want you to get this morning that God wants you to see. The first thing that God wants you to see is that here's a picture of what God's power looks like. This is a picture, this story is a picture of what God's power looks like, watch this, when the church is actively expressing their faith in Him. This is incredible to me. Because I realize in this, this story, and in the, you see the Old Testament is sort of a picture book for us, and the New Testament has the doctrine for us to be able to see the picture that God painted in the Old Testament. And here's the picture. That no matter what you're going through, no matter what stress you may have in your life, no matter what situation or circumstance you're in right now, God's power is sufficient for whatever you face in life. Amen. He is sufficient. If we'll but turn by faith, you see, one of the things I've learned with God is this. God is forever trying to get through His children that we're not to lean on our own understanding. We're not to lean on our own vices. We're not to lean on our own wisdom. We're not to lean on our own strategies. We're not to lean on our own skills. We're not to lean on our own power, our own ability. God wants us to lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus. He is our banner. He is your strength. He is everything that you need as you turn to Him in those moments of life that are the battles that come your way. You see, God has a strange way of working faith out in our lives. Ways that you and I wouldn't choose. This last year, we as a family have gone through things that I, I wouldn't have chosen. We wouldn't have chosen. I don't want to choose that type. But for whatever reason, God's allowed it to touch our lives just like He allows things to touch your lives. We're all in this together. But God seems to put us in situations. God seems to put us in circumstances. God seems to put us in surroundings that all the wisdom of man and all the ability and the power of man can never bring about victory. You know, it's, ine it's inevitable what happens in my life. You see, w when things happen in your life, and, and you're, you're not emotionally and mentally and faith-filled, spirit-filled person in your life, what happens many times is God has to bring something our way to get us back to depending upon Him. 
to leaning on Him and not ourselves and our abilities. Why does He do that? Why does God do that? He wants us. He wants us to trust Him with our whole life. As I was scanning and thinking, even last night about the message today, I was thinking, all through Scripture I find there's a theme with God. It's always this situation where this is where God is, and and this is where the enemy is, and He's coming, and it's always they are hundreds and thousands of times bigger and better than what's here, and yet God allows it so that He can show us that you can trust Him. And we think, that, that, that just doesn't compute, because I'm thinking, man, there's got to be an easier way. I mean, really, do I? We have to go through that to get that. Well, you don't necessarily have to, but many times, let's just be real honest. If we never had trials in our life, how many of you would call on the name of the Lord? We, we don't. We have. Listen, God allows trials to get us to depend on Him so that we can learn. Watch this. Here's the bottom. You want to hear a bottom line? A businessman out there. You want to hear a bottom line? Here's the bottom line with God. I want you to trust me with everything you got. Trust me. Because why? I am all powerful. I can do this thing. I have made this thing and I have made you and I will carry you through this process if you but trust me. I'm mindful that you, you go in the book of Gideon, the book of Judges, and you find this young man, Gideon. The nation of Israel had, every year for seven years, the enemies would come in and they would ravage and ransack the land and take all of their crops and everything they had, the cattle and everything. They would take it away and go right back into the desert until harvest time come again. And God has got a young man named Gideon Gideon's from the smallest clan, and he is in a cave threshing grain where nobody can see him because they got to survive. So they've come up with ways to be able to survive, and they've had this greenery, so that's what they were doing, and he was doing, and all of a sudden, God appears to Gideon, and he appears to him, and he says, Gideon, I want to use you to deliver Israel of these Midianites. Somebody else around here, God? Not me. Surely not me. Who am I? Have you ever heard that before? Who am I that God would choose me to deliver Israel? I am the smallest of the clan. I mean, I just don't have what it takes. And that is that not how God makes us all feel in those situations? God is allowing you to go through something today, and you're saying, God, why me? I don't have what it takes. No, you don't have what it takes, but the God who's talking to you has everything to help you be victorious in that situation. Because that's who he is. God speaks, he says, uh, okay. He says, okay, God, I, I've got a strategy. I, got, I just rounded up. I got 32,000 men. They ready to go. And God says, looks at Gideon and says, Gideon, that's too many. Too many. 32,000, there, there's hundreds of thousands of these guys. I mean, they come in here, they swarm like locusts on the land. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. He says, okay, bring them all together. 
and tell anybody in the 32,000 of these men, if you're afraid, go home. And guess what? 10,000 of them raised their hands and said, we out of here. He said, tell them to go home. They went home. He's down to 22,000. He said, okay, God, I got it. 22,000, we can do this thing. I sure wish they had an extra 10, though. He said, Gideon is still too many. And, and uh, Gideon saying, God, you must not be counting very well because bringing these numbers down is not where it's at, okay? He said, Gideon, we got to get you down. Bring the 22,000 and we're gonna, I'm going to call them out. And he finishes calling them out and he's got 300 men left. And God looks at Gideon and says, Gideon, that is, those are your men. Go and fight. Uh, God, wait a minute. 300 men, and we're going to fight this nation of thousands, tens of thousands. This doesn't make any sense. Gideon, you got to trust me, because here's the promise. I will be with you. I'll be with you. Wow. The victory was going to be given to Gideon. Hear me, church. The victory was going to be given to Gideon. Not by his strength, not by his ingenuity or whatever. The victory was going to be given to them by the Lord. Why? Because God gets all the glory. Now God has got you in a situation right now and you're saying, but I've got a strategy here, God. I got a plan here, God, because after all, I am a type A personality, and I got to have a plan, and I got to know all the details, and I got to have complete control here. So here's my plans, God. Come and bless them. And God says, never happened. God brings us to those places in life where, listen, only God and God alone can deliver you. And God has brought Israel to this place as he brought Gideon to this place. You see, the odds were against him. There is no way. And now watch this. You think that's bad enough. He had 300 brave, uh, courageous men. Who wants this? The weapons that God gives Gideon to use, you ready? Are a torch and a trumpet. Now I hadn't won any battles with a trumpet and a torch. How about you? Those were the weapons God gave them. Okay, God, I'm really losing it. My wife has thought I've gone nuts for sure. Yeah. And yet God gave him a plan. He told him what to do. He shouted, blew the trumpet, and that shouted, blew the trumpet, and they threw their torches down, and the Midianites killed themselves. Don't make sense. But God, but God, Gideon, trust him. Remember David and Goliath, nine foot tall. This is a little Jewish boy. He's like a friend of mine, Marvin Aaron. He's five foot 11 and a half, he tells me, but he's not. He's not even five foot. He said, I'm five foot and a half. He said, 11 and a half. No, you just misspoke. That's you five foot. He says, really? I took out a measuring stick. Well, I really did. I took out, I shown up. I said, come here, Marvin. You're not five foot, brother. I didn't tell you. He's a great evangelist, a great guy. But you see, David, God put him in that situation. Why? Because God knew 
that through a man or a woman who would trust him was enough. God, watch this, plus you or I is enough. And so all through Scripture, Hezekiah, he has 185,000 people coming against Israel. And his little puny army of people, there's no way. He, all the other nations have been routed. So are they. What does, what does God have King Hezekiah do? Fall on his face. Oh God, we don't know what to do, but we're looking to you. And you know what God did? He obliterated them. He gave them the victory. Just like, watch this, with David, he gave them the victory. I mean, you know, let's just be real honest, folks. A slingshot with a stone, you think it was because of his markmanship, the reason why Goliath fell? Oh no, my friend, all David had to do was let the stone go. And once he let it go, there was no way God could miss that big old head. So God had his hand behind him and said, here it comes. Boom! He fell forward. He didn't go back. Because why? It was God who gave him the victory. God is one who gives us the victory. Elijah, here he is facing 450 prophets of Baal. He's getting ready to lose his life. He, he says, I challenge you. Before the all-powerful, almighty God, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner, I'm here to tell you, bring them all here and we'll prove who our God is. I know how powerful he is. And he lays them out there and God proves Elijah right and he ends up destroying the enemy. How? Through the power of God. In our text this morning, God reveals himself once again. You see, he doesn't win the victory through the bravery of soldiers or the skill of the commanding general. But upon a man who stands upon the top of the hill with his hands lifted up to God in praise and intercession. Wow. You know, that give me, it gives me great hope. The battles that I face, the battles that you face, the attacks that you're going to have in your life, listen, Get to the top of the hill. Get to the top of the hill. Because you find at the top of the hill, there's victory. Because as you find the top of the hill, you find that's where God is. God. You see, this and other stories have brought me to this place. Victory is won by God. Victory is not won by might or power, but the Lord says, but by my Spirit. God says this to Paul, to us this morning, thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you this morning, what battle are you in? What conflict is in your life? What situation or what stress is God allowed in your life right now? I, I don't know what it is, but I know this much. God does. And hear me, church. You may think it's the most unfair, un unjust thing in your life. It, it may feel as if it's just, this is just not right. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, God. And why am I being attacked? The Israelites, they weren't bothering nobody. They were just worshiping the Lord, serving the Lord, honoring the Lord. 
And here comes the enemy of God coming to steal, kill, and destroy. Hear me, church. That's what the enemy is going to do in all of our lives. Listen, this is not peace time on this side. Peace will only come when you get to the other side. In the meantime, we got to fight for our peace that's already been won through Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the victory. If you'll stay close to Him, if you'll gather up some friends and say, come with me, Aaron. Come with me, her. Joshua, I need you. And Moses, here I am. And we come Come together as a church and we come to the top of the hill and say, God, you have complete authority over this battle down here in the valley. We don't understand. We don't have the ability. We don't have the strength. We don't have the wisdom. But God, we're looking to you because you are our victory. You're our banner. You're the one who will do it. I want to encourage the church today that the biggest enemy that we all face in our lives outside of death is this, is fear. Is fear. I want to encourage you to see that you have Moses and Aaron and Hur and Joshua. These are the ones that are spoken about in the Scripture here. They're a picture of the church. Church, if you're trying to do life by yourself and you're not connected... You can go to church till the cows come home. It'll never work for you. You know why? Because God's looking for connection. All the power's available. But my friend, you must be connected. And you need to be connected to God's church and with God's people because it will be where He demonstrates His power. It's always within the church. Oh, I believe in the autonomy of the believer. But I also realize that God give us the autonomy of the believer to show us that we don't have to go to a high priest no more. We can go to the great high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. But He never meant for that to be, I'm an island unto myself. I can do what I want to do and say, hey God, come over here and bless what I'm doing. And God said, no, no, you don't understand. I don't make adjustments to you. You make adjustments to me. You must come over here and get in line with me and then we will see the cross at work. And when the cross goes to work... You'll see victory and success in your life. That's what God wants to do. As you face fear today, church, hear me. Jesus Christ is the only one that can make us alive. You know, remember Lazarus? Lazarus, God, has dear friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And Mary and Martha had already sent word, Jesus, come. And Jesus delays. And he delays because He wants them to trust Him. I want you to trust me. I can even do something that you don't have no idea what I can do. I just want you to trust me with this situation. And He gets there and, you know, they're all weeping, they're mourning, they're crying, and rightly so. And God says, where is the tomb? And He speaks, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible says, Lazarus, come forth. And then what happened? Jesus makes this startling statement. He looks at his disciples and he says this, Go and unloose him. You see, God, Jesus, is the only one that can make you alive. But the reason why he makes us alive as, alive as disciples of Jesus Christ is so that we can come alongside another brother, another sister, 
and help them get loose. Help them find their freedom. It only comes through a personal, intimate relationship with Christ and through His church as we work together. You say, maybe you're here today and you're a fearful person. You're a fearful person. You know what you need? You need a brother or sister and the Lord will come by and be a friend to you. That's what we're called to do, church. That's how we win battles in our lives, church. Maybe you're here today and you're a timid person. You see, what you need is that you need a teammate. You need a teammate that can encourage you along. Come on, brother. I'm going to be there with you. Come on, sister. We're not going to do this by ourselves. I'm going to be there with you. We're going to fight this together and we're going to win. Maybe you're here today and you're a person who always worries. I mean, you think the 11th commandment is thou shalt worry. You know, what you need is someone else who can help you with that worry. To give you insight into seeing how futile it is for you to worry. Maybe you're here today and you're an anxious person. You need an exhorter. Somebody to exhort you in the Lord. Maybe you're just here and you just feel like an absolute coward. I just don't have it. I can't do that. You know what you need? You need an encourager, a comforter to come alongside you. That's the Holy Spirit of God. Church, Moses, Aaron, Hur, Joshua are all pictures of the church. Watch this. The man they looked to the most. You know who he was? Moses. And the Bible tells us in our story, Moses got tired. He got weary. And when he got tired and he got weary, you know what happened? They began to lose the battle. My friends, as a pastor of this great church that God is birthing and God is blessing, I'm here to tell you, I get tired. I don't have what it takes. But I know this much. That greater is He who's in me than He who's in the world. I know that I will overcome and we will overcome because I know you are praying with me and for me as I'm praying with you and for you. You see, Christianity, Christianity has been always about we and not I. And we got to get a hold of that because we can do this thing. I can't. You can't. None of us can. I want to encourage you today. Maybe you're debilitated and you see there's no way out of that battle and conflict with fear in your life. I want to bring you to this message today. Find someone that has won victory over freedom in their life. And yoke up with them. And let them tell you what God did. Listen, church, we're not a people here that's got it all together. There's not one in this room that's got it all together, especially your pastor. But I'm here to tell you, God is helping us to get it all together as He works through you, as He works through me, as He works through you, as He works through us. We're in this together, church. Can I tell you, as we move forward to our new location, I am more excited than ever before because I see what we is going to do. I see what us is going to do. I see how our is going to make a difference in our life. 
Because God has a plan, and His plan is always to bring the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit together as one unit, as one person, as one personality, moving in the straight, straight one direction. And He has called us as a family to have one faith, to be of one purpose, because we serve one God. Do you know Jesus today? I don't know where you are today, but are, do you have victory? Do you have victory? Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, the self-existent, covenant-keeping God, is our victory. Do you know Him today? I want to encourage you at the invitation as we sing this song. This song is it really is powerful. And I, and I pray it will touch your heart because it's all about this. I can't fix you. I'll pray with you. I'll encourage you. I'll give you insight, whatever God gives me to give you. But i got to get you to the altar. Because if I can get you to the altar, God will alter your situation. And He will alter you. So today, as the guys come and lead us in this song, listen to the song and come and let the Spirit of God set you free today. Because the Lord is our victory. Amen. Father God, we love you, we praise you, we thank you. Let your Holy Spirit just move now, God. Let the invitation here, Lord, be like never before. Help people not to hold on to anything that keeps them other than taking somebody else's hand. Would you come and pray with me? God, let this be a time that the mercy of God flows, that the love of God is, is felt in this place, and Lord, that the grace of God is experienced. God, come. Visit us now, God. Pour out your spirit. Rain down from heaven. All of God's people said amen. You come as God leads you.
we're going to start fighting or we flee or we'll just absolutely just freeze but I want you to know today there's another option it's called faith faith can deliver you in Psalms 34 it says I sought the Lord and He delivered me from all my fears it's the Lord the Lord is our banner He will deliver you listen He doesn't just deliver you. He keeps on delivering you. And He's calling you today from from that bondage of freedom to break that chain and to help you to see that He is who He says He is. And He will be what He says He will be to you. My prayer, church, as we leave this place today, that you're free. You're free to shout. You're free to sing. You're free to help somebody else get free that you have been given the freedom that you've been given. Amen? Jesus Christ, come, the Bible tells us, to set the captives free. Isn't it wonderful that we have such a great God? Give Him a hand. Amen. Thank you for being here today. Brother Willie Walker, if you would, dismiss us with one word.
home for me.